Pericletos Media. Pericletos is an umbrella ministry for Christian books, movies, music, YouTube, and podcasts. Here on Pericletos Media Podcasts, it's an extension of that ministry umbrella by having one single podcast with many different speakers. A place to hear sermons, Bible studies, interviews, devotionals, and insights. Thank you for listening as we continue to grow with you together. We look forward to adding more great speakers in the future. For more information, go to www.houseofrestchurch.com and click on Pericletos Media. God bless. All righty. Hey, everyone. This is our, our podcast. We have a podcast now. I know. That is so cool. My name is David, or Pastor David of House of Rest Church. And I'm Sharon. I'm the wife. My beautiful wife. Thanks, honey. So we just want to welcome you to this podcast. Let them know how this started. started as a... Well, it started with you actually doing the first devotional. And I remember people would hear my voice on the side. And on YouTube. Like, yes, on YouTube. And I finally started popping my head in, and one day I just sat down with you, and the rest is history. So here we are, Mm -hmm. doing devotionals every morning, and it has been such a blessing. So with that said, uh, please visit us at www.houseofrestchurch.com, and uh, we hope that you really enjoy it, because we can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Our whole, our whole reason is to be relevant, take a Bible truth, and make it relevant. Thank you so much, and enjoy this podcast. See you guys later. All right. We better go, because I don't want them to think we're crazy. We are crazy, though. Oops. Bye. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. <gasps> you, you kicked the camera. Sorry. I haven't done Earthquake in a long time. Hey, guys. How are you Wait, today? I didn't do the count. Five, four, three, two, one. one. Action. Good morning, guys. Yes, good morning. I hope you guys are... Today is Thursday for us? Yes, Thursday for us and Friday for you guys. And I hope that you guys already started out your day absolutely blessed and blessed and more blessed. Yes. See. So yesterday was a really, really good conversation. Yeah. uh, It made made some other points come up. So we just kind of wanted to keep it rolling. You know, and uh, yesterday we did a video about, what did I title it? Uh, Things Couples Go Through or yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, real quick, I know I haven't talked about it in a minute. Oh, sorry. I put it way back there. My testimony on Amazon, ebook, paperback, Lost in the Storm. Just wanted to throw that out there. Amen. Um, we have, I know I haven't really heard you talk much about it. Yeah. Lately. Uh, I know. I was all talked out, you know, for, <laughs> for the first two weeks or so. But um, give us a thumbs up on this if you like it. To the person that don't like it, I want to thank you for your thumbs down because it keeps us in balance. Yeah. And, it does. Um, yeah, our Insta. What? I said, yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, Instagram. Find us at House of Rest. Website, houseofrestchurch.com. Good job, babe. So, but most of all, leave a comment. And also, if you're listening to this on a podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. Because it's not just us. We have Pastor Carlos on there, Pastor Rick on there, 
and Pastor Thomas is going to be Pastor on there Thomas too. will be on yeah. there and future pastors. Um, yeah, so uh, cool. Amen. Amen. Today marks eight years. I just happened to come home from work right now, and I didn't have my phone all day. David had my phone because he had to go get something repaired from it. And um, anyways. Uh, Why'd you laugh? Because you and your water. Oh. Um, I ended up getting a memory of a video that I asked David to do five years ago of my little brother for his fifth year anniversary or three years ago for his fifth year anniversary um, of when he had passed away. You know, it, it just brought so many memories and it brought me to tears, you know, because I miss him. I really do. Him and I are the first ones to get saved in our family, besides my grandma, you know. And it's funny because we would always pray together. We'd always, you know, I don't know, we'd always go to events together and everything. And there was a time that he was living with me. And I mean, we'd have like prayer nights and we'd be praying till like two o'clock in the morning. And we have just just have that fellowship. And we always had that. And every time we'd go to family events and everything, they'd be like, oh, no, here come the Holy Rollers again, you know. <laughs> and I just really miss him. And I, I really enjoyed um, having my little brother. He passed away from brain cancer. And, um, you know, it, it was just it was crazy because it almost seemed like the moment they told him that he was, you know, he only had a certain amount of days to live. It almost killed his spirit. Because well, he had just, it did, it, it killed his spirit because he was doing good. He looked good. He was doing good. And he went in for his routine checkup and they told him, you know, everything has spread and you only have a certain amount of time to live. And it seemed like after that, um, it, he went really, really fast within four days. You know, it really killed his spirit. And I think, you know, seeing that right now and just seeing... Um, that memory, it just made me think about family, you know, and then we just started talking and you're all like, you know, I think we need to continue yeah, our talk, yeah. you know, family is so important, lifting each other up and just the love of your family. It's, it's, it's crazy important. Um, I wanted to read the passage and then talk about it. Yeah. 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 Amen. Let's just, let's get right into it. Amen. Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, which is written by King Solomon. King Solomon was actually King David's son. King David is the one that killed Goliath. Yeah. So, um, but he wrote this, and um, I wanted to read in chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. If you've gone to weddings, Christian weddings, you probably heard this passage. But I want to extend this because I believe this goes further than just marriage. Yeah. It goes into friendship. It goes into fellowship. It goes into family. Yeah. You know, because... Well, I'll explain why. But In 9 through 12, it says this. It says, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? 
Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. All right, David reads out of the New King James Version, and I'll be reading out of the message. It says, it's better to have a partner than go it at, go it, uh, than go it alone. Share the work, share the wealth. And if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, tough. Two in bed warm each other. Alone, you shiver all night. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of really open this up because even though I am going to talk about marriage, I think it goes into a lot of aspects of mm-hmm. things, you know. Um, even the way it starts off, it says two are better than one. You know, and uh, I remember early on in our marriage that I'm like, you know what? I've had so many enemies in the world. The last thing I need is an enemy in my house. You know, and it's like if 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 I'm going to give you these vows and share these vows, it's because we're uniting our lives together. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's so so important to be equally yoked. What does that mean? A yoke was what they put on animals. And they would put it around the neck of one and the other, and they would work the field. But what happens if the animals are trying to go separate ways? They can't. They can't. And they'll either end up dragging the other one where it doesn't want to go, or they stay still and not go anywhere. So you always want to make sure you're going in the right direction and in the same direction. Yeah. You know? Because I, I think these videos pertain to people that are single, too. Yeah. Because these are things... You're in a position, because there's people in marriages right now where they're unequally yoked. And now you're like, what am I going to do now? Because I'm a Christian and they're not, or or they're just, they just want different things in life. And now you're kind of stuck. And now you've got to pray through that and, and work through that. But for those that are single, you have an advantage. Yeah. Because you can get it in your head right now. Of what it is you're looking for and the direction that you're going, you know. And, and it says it so clear um, that two are better than one. Yeah. Because one strengthens the other. And no matter what, there's times where I need encouragement. There's times when you need encouragement. And we'll rather encourage each other. Yeah. You know, and like you felt overwhelmed the other day, you know, just the new job and working. You know, remember? Yeah. And I'm just like. I just start speaking life. Yeah. You know? You know, I, I I realized one thing. You know, we we both came in as um, broken people. We did. You know, I, I had a lot of uh, a lot of luggage that, that contained a lot of past broken um, brokenness because of me not being able to trust or me not being able to fully, fully, 100% trust. Um, and, you know, when you you find or when you're with a woman who um, has gone through abuse, has gone through abusive relationships, has gone through a lot of that type of life, um, and here she comes and she comes bare and just, you know, broken, 
And then you have a man who comes broken, you know, because of, you know, his past, you know, as well, and all the things that he's been through. I think in a sense, there is an advantage because you can find yourselves together yeah, and you can heal together. And I think a lot of the times um, when two people come like that, they don't know what to do with that. And, and it's hard because... Yeah in order to be able to heal, in order to be able to do all of that, there has to be an openness. You have to be able to open up your heart and kind of really reveal your true heart to that person. Yeah. So that I, and you can, and sometimes I know it's embarrassing and sometimes I know that it's hard, but, you know, being able to come to that person that loves you and say, listen, this is, these are the things that I've gone through and these are the things that are wrong and these are the areas that I'm, I'm having a hard time with. Um, and I hope you can understand that and be patient with me because I think that's the way I came with you. Yeah. You know, you can be serving, you can be seasoned, you can be knowledgeable, you can be all of that. But there's going to be those times that you still go through things and you still need healing from things. And I think that when I came to you, I came as an open book and I said, listen, you know, it's hard for me to deal with these things. Yeah. And it was hard for you to deal with certain things as well. But the fact that we made each other known of those things. Yeah, because if you don't say nothing, if you don't tell people what has hurt you or what triggers you or whatever, um, the other person doesn't read minds. Yeah. So here we are raging on the things that maybe the other person is doing and you don't even they don't even know yeah but yet they sense that from you so now their walls go up Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not gonna work yeah and what it does is you build a wall you build a wall and you keep building the wall and then there'll be one that's trying to tear it down a little bit more than the other but here's the thing what happens after you've built that wall and a person tries to tear it down and then you build it again and you keep trying to tear it down the one who keeps trying to tear it down to try to get to you to try to understand you gets tired eventually yeah i've used this example before a quick 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 illustration i'm not sure if i ever shared it on here i might have on a bible study years ago i don't know but imagine there's this this couple and they come across they're traveling and uh, they come across a river and they got to get to the other side but the river's too big to swim across so, um, you know, it could even be the man or the woman, you know, because sometimes uh, the roles are, are switched and um, they say, okay, what are we going to do here? We got to get over, so let's build a bridge, you know. So what happens is if one builds the bridge, the other one can do a few things. One, they can help build the bridge and they'll get to the other side quicker. Yeah. Or they can just sit and not help. And watch the other partner do all the work alone. Yeah. Or the third, to me, is the most damaging. Is they, instead of helping or staying quiet, they criticize everything that mm-hmm. the other one is doing wrong while they're trying to build the bridge. While they're trying to build the bridge. And it's like, that isn't helping. It's not helping if you're going to complain about me building this bridge. How about you help me? And let's build it together. And I think that's what happens a lot in marriages or friendships or partnerships or whatever. Is that if you both put your hand to the plow and make it happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Make it happen together. That's why it says to me... That's... And the appreciation is so much greater for one another, not just for one or the yeah. other, and the other one doesn't live with the regret of the fact that they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, it's so important to be able to go through the triumphs and go through the celebrations and go through the appreciations and go through all of that together. Because yeah. what happened, let's say the bridge gets done and the one didn't help. Now they can't share in that victory. Yeah. Or let's say one builds a bridge and the other one just complained about it. You just sucked the life that this person, the other, the one that built it is now bitter yeah. now. Yeah. But if you both build it together, you actually, you labor together. And when people labor together, something happens. There's a bond that happens because you're like, man, we did this. The whole world might be against us, but we did this. Yeah. And it, that's how you build and get strong. That's why the scripture says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they labor together. They do it together. They get through it together. And isn't that... The whole purpose of this thing. Amen. You know, and, and it's like, you know what I like too? It's like it snuck in at the very end of this yeah. passage. Yeah. Is the third chord. Mm -hmm. It says, third, it wasn't even talking about three chords, it's talking about two. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, in the end, it says, and a third chord, a third, the threefold chord is not quickly broken, as you can guess. So it almost, it's almost telling you there that that's automatic. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it's like it, it can't be broken because it's the third one that's holding us together. And who's the third? We know. Jesus, vertical. Remember I told you yeah. guys yesterday, vertical, vertical marriage. You mm. know, we need to have a vertical marriage because we both have to be looking up at the same. We both have yeah. to be, you know, it has to be a vertical relationship yeah. so that the horizontal can come together and work together. Yeah. Without the horizontal you you know with i mean without the vertical there can't be horizontal so it it's so important that we remember that yeah. i remember i remember when i when i first moved here and and i started uh doing ministry with you and everything it was so exciting you know because of everything that was taking place and just you know getting to just doing the work of the lord and just you know doing mm -hmm. you know and and back and forth and all of that But I started to notice as the years went by that I was doing what David loved. I was doing, I, I wanted to, you love cycling. I would go cycle with you and, and yeah. I began to love it, you know, and, but it was something that David wanted. And then I remember that whatever you wanted to paintball, I began to like it. And then I started going and, it's fun. you know, and, and I began, here's the thing. I began to get so excited about everything because here I am moving into a new, new, a whole new city. Um, and I'm now becoming involved with the things that David loves. But here's what happens with me. And this is a, a problem too that happens that a lot of couples will never take notice and they'll never share with their spouse. I began to lose myself because, because I started to feel like, wait a minute. Before I came here, I had aspirations, I had dreams, I had things that I wanted to do. But then I put that all aside and I started doing a lot of what you wanted to do. And even though I found joy in doing those things, I was slowly, it almost seemed like slowly the things that Sharon loved and the things that Sharon did were becoming part of my past. And then after a while, I began to miss it. But I came to you and I told you. 
And I remember sitting you down and I remember telling you like, David, like, I, I don't feel like me. I feel like I'm losing me, you know? And, and I noticed that you immediately began to take interest. Like in my photography, you took interest in some of the things that I loved. And, and then we began doing this and then we began doing things together, you know? Yeah. And it just seemed like he was listening to the things that I loved. I haven't quite yet done all the things that I had aspired to do at one point. But the fact that I was able to communicate with that, that to you, mm-hmm. and you were able to see that was so important. Yeah, it is important because you can't leave one behind. Like he said, what are you going to do drag? You know, if you have that yoke yeah, on, you got to be equally yoked. You have to be, yeah. you have to be going the right direction. I have this wire here to represent the single cord. That's pretty thin. I could probably break this if I really, you know, just pull it apart. Yeah. But then you have two, and it makes it a little stronger, you know, a little stronger. But I love the fact of, of the, the thought of a three chord, because then what happens is Jesus becomes the center chord. Mm-hmm. And us wrap around Christ. Yeah. Because he can't be broken. And it's like you can't have that without living for Christ. Because it goes back to being equally yoked. For us not for us to be equally yoked means also to be equally yoked to Christ in the direction that he's going yes. in our lives because yes. he he doesn't follow he's a leader mm-hmm. you know so we have to f- follow him in order to be wound around him, which makes the three chord strong, you know because there is no other way around that you know and and with it, nothing can break that you know and it's like I feel like a lot of times, many times, your worst enemy is the person living in the house with you. And that is a call. It's a setup for failure. Well, actually, your worst enemy is yourself that causes enemies within your it's, household. <laughs> it's your, 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 if you make your spouse, your best friend, whoever, whoever's closest to you, you know, um, if you make them your enemy... <laughs> You're setting yourself yourself up for failure. You're setting that person up for failure. Yeah. And if it is a marriage and you have children, you're setting them up for failure too. Yeah. You know? And, and it goes back to what we said yesterday. What good is it ministering to the world if there's no ministry in the house? Yeah. What are Every, we really doing here? Everything, everything that comes from your home is what's going to reflect on those within that environment. Everything. You know, if 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 it's a a place that's so disorganized in every aspect, and I'm not just talking about you know your home being clean, um, but if if your thoughts are disorganized, if your heart is disorganized, if your home is disorganized, if the things your your daily is disorganized, then everybody becomes disorganized. Yeah. Then there's chaos. There's so much chaos. Yeah. And if there's so much chaos, how can you think? You can't think. You can't react. You can't think. You can't even make the right decisions because you're clouded with so much that it's clouding your judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does affect our children. You know, it, it affects them tremendously in, 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 in a way that's easy for the enemy to come and write and devour them so yeah. quickly. You know, uh, marriage is a perfect reflection of the gospel. Did you guys know that? 
I love that. Um, Jesus is the groom. The church is the bride. And he loves the church so much that he gives his life for the church. And the Bible talks marriage in the same exact way. So in reality, God instituted marriage to be reminders of the gospel. Amen. You know, and the Bible says he would never leave her nor forsake her, her. you know, and um, to the point that he died for her, you know, and it's like, I think that we need to take that into account because unfortunately, um, the enemy wants to destroy everything that resembles that of God. Mm-hmm. That's his, that's what the enemy wants to do is he hates anything that God has instituted. If you go back to Genesis, everything God instituted, everything now that the enemy does is contrary to that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really easy to see what God hates because the, it's what the enemy loves. Because he wants to come in direct opposition of what it is that God is is imposing, yeah. you know, or instituted. Yeah. So, um, and I and I gotta say this. I gotta say this to the single people too, which is so so important because you you might be like, well, this doesn't pertain to me. You know, I don't have a significant other. I'm not looking or any of that. It's yes, you do have a husband. You do have you know a wife. You know, Christ is there to fill in, to be that person when you don't have that. Yeah. And, you know, for, for me, before meeting David, I remember that there had been a period of time that I had, you know, stayed alone. And, you know, for that time, it's like I didn't even want to seek. I didn't want to look for anybody. I didn't want to seek anybody because... I was fulfilled in it and, and I felt so good knowing that Jesus was my husband, that he was allowing me to feel embraced by him, you know, that when I needed to speak, I would speak to him and that he would, you know, be that guide, be that security, be all of that for me. Because when you know that and you believe that and you know, and you truly, truly know that you're not alone, then what it does, it allows your mind to be clear of all the clutter and all the things that are going to keep you from making and from being um, anxious and making the wrong decision. And it gives you the patience to be able to wait on what it is that God has for you. He will provide you somebody that is one accord with you, somebody that is equally yoked. Don't yeah. be in a rush. Build that friendship yeah. and that relationship I'd, with Christ. I had heard somebody say, and I, I liked it. I don't know who said it, um, but a lot of times we want to find the right person instead of just trying to make us the right person for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's good counsel and that's good wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is um, to build yourself to be the, the best uh, version of yourself. Yes. Hey, I know that's like cliche. That almost sounds like Joel Steenish, but I think it's true. I, I you think know, I think true. it I think it's true because if we say now if we say now that everything we do unto the Lord has to be at our best. Yeah. You gotta give him your best. Don't and do with something. Excellence. Yes, everything has to be done in excellence. Don't do something halfways. Like, you know, I, I say this all the time. You bring a, a Tupperware with a with a side dish, put it onto a platter, make it even more beautiful. 
When you do something unto the Lord, do it joyfully, do it with excellence. You know, why do we, why do we want to come with leftovers when he should be the first, you know, with the first in everything? So why would you not be your best? Yeah. Why would you not want to give your best? So you have to be the best, best version. And how you do that is by loving yourself. It doesn't matter the mud, the dirt that you came from, that you believe that you came from, because to be honest, Jesus saw us and he says, oh my God, look at this. There's a gem in this mud. Yeah. And he wipes it down and he says, this is my gem. So we yeah. got to believe that and know that, that we've been precious all along, but because we were hiding under this mud and under this dirt and, and all this crud, we never saw it and we never believed it. Yeah. So, you know, another thing I wanted to say real quick too is the fact that you know, like my, my dad always raised me in this way, and I've shared it with you, that he always told me, David, because it's me and three brothers. I don't have any sisters, uh, biological sisters. I have many sisters in Christ, you know, but biological sisters, just me and my three brothers. And my dad would say, boys, when you guys grow up, all you have is each other. You don't got nothing else. This world is not going to be nice to you. The world is a cruel place. All you have is each other. So you got to stick together someday. Me and your mom ain't going to be around. And all you're going to have is each other. And that's it. And and I've always taken that. So and now I relate it to my family, my wife, is when um, when you're, if you're laying in a coma somewhere, who's going to be there? I am. You know, when, when, when you're going through it, hopefully that's who's, who's, who's there for you, you know, because that's the stuff that counts. Yeah. And, and again, I, I keep referring back to this. So many times we get so busy with ministry and all this and all that, that what about the people that are right in front of you? You know, and sometimes you, you, you got to put stuff aside for them. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it comes down to because two are better than one. And, and that is scripture. And, and that is what the Bible says. And that's what we want to attain to. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't go just with, with marriage either. For instance, in my hardest times before I met you, you know, I felt very lost and, and I was staying at my parents. And then what happens is, is one of my sons comes to live with me. Yeah. And I found strength in that because now it was different because now I could focus on him and those and us too became strong. Yeah. You know, because he was at a point in his life where he felt, you know, whatever he felt rejected or whatever, you know, and he's with me now. And so even then, or there's some of you that maybe you're taking care of a parent, an elderly parent, but now you too become strong together. Yeah. You know, or you have you and maybe one of your children or well, they're adults now, you know, Again, or your best friend. I think it relates all kinds of ways. Yeah, in many ways. You know, or you have fellowship with somebody at the church and and you just guys, uh, you both get together and you're studying your word and, and, and uh, fellowshipping and living life together. And again, two become stronger than one. Amen. So this pertains to all kinds of different types and styles of relationships, you know, from siblings to children to, um, to friends to just all the way around. Just being human. Yeah, you know, with yeah. others, just, you know, ex yeah. coexisting with one another. Yeah. Even with pastors, you know, there's people that, um, 
that that I need that are pastors to be a two or three chord together and to be strengthened, you know? And it's like, like for instance, uh, a pastor I respect, and he doesn't call himself a pastor I do, is Pastor Carlos from Hanford. He he doesn't have He a, doesn't? He I do- call him pastor all the time. Yeah, me too. I don't care what he says. <laughs> but Pastor Carlos, Pastor Carlos, Pastor Carlos. You know, and um but he he at at one point he pastored a church in Visalia. He's not pastoring a congregation now, but he has a Bible study, and I don't care what you say. You are pastoring. Because what does a pastor mean? It means a shepherd. What does a shepherd do? Takes care of the sheep. Amen. Who are the sheep? The sheep of God. Amen. You know? So um I look to him for a lot of things, and and when I when I um, when I have an idea or have this or that, you know, what I mean, well, actually, matter of fact, he's the one that helped read through the book mm-hmm. when I was writing the book. He reviewed. he reviewed it chapter by chapter, you know, because his um, opinion means a lot, holds a lot of weight, because two are are better than one. Amen. You know, and, and some of my friends, you know, brother Johnny, you know, who is a muppet, but. Um, you know, I call him, you know, and even though he's like, oh, you don't always answer the phone when you go, when I call, you know, I know he does that, but he always calls me right when I'm picking you up. <laughs> you know, well, that's besides the point. You know, I, I do got to say this, though. It's funny because I literally walked in. I walked out this morning uh, to go to work. And then when I walked back in, I looked at it again. One side of my grass, for some reason, uh, the sprinklers work better and everything, and it gets more shade, so it's greener. And then on the other side, it's drying. And I'm like, well, we're not even in summer. What's going on, you know? I got I to gotta say this, that we got to remember, this goes for woman or man, okay? It doesn't matter. That we need to tend to our pasture, our pastures, um, instead of going to the greener one. Because sometimes it's it's so much easier to jump on over to the greener side because it's already beautiful and it already looks so wonderful. And and I say this because I remember that, you know, that I remember, uh, you know, I remember a good friend of mine who was attracted to somebody because of her looks. And, you know, and, and then I remember that he had somebody who was interested in him that had such a beautiful heart. You can see her spirit. You had, she had such a beautiful heart. Didn't look like the one that looked like a model, but she was beautiful too. But see, I noticed that he was drawn more to the side where there was the beauty, mm-hmm. the outer beauty. But this one didn't have the same heart. Yeah. And, and I remember when he says, man, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why do you want to go on to what's greener instead of tending? I said, here's the thing. When you're a man of God, God gives you the ability and the capability to be able to mold and help mold that woman by speaking life into her. But if you tell someone, Or vice versa. Yeah. If vice versa. Exactly. If you tell her she's beautiful... And you continue to affirm that to her, she's going to become the woman that you want her to become. So tend to the pasture, they may need a little bit of tending, you know. And a lot of the times people want to run over to what's greener already because it's so much easier. They don't want to put the work into it. But you know what? Like you said, there's the reward. Not only are you going to, you know, help create the woman that you want because 
God is using you to help form her, to help speak life into her, to help her, you know, believe in herself and all of that. Not only are you going to have a confident woman who's beautiful, you know, and, and that has a beautiful heart inside and a beautiful spirit, but man, you're not going to have something that, that is beautiful on the outside that you don't know what the inside, you know, consists of. So I just wanted to share that because, you know, I think that's so important that you need to speak life into one another. Stop running to what's greener and what looks better mm-hmm. and tend to the to, to and put the work and tend to something that can grow. So And that's that's good advice all the way around. Yeah. Whether it's um uh, whether it's friendships or your children, your, your children. Your children, yes. marriage. Absolutely. Um, even ministries and churches. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've had people leave because we didn't have, um, we didn't do this or that at the church, but yet they never lifted a hand to help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, you know, if you put some effort into it, then Something. maybe it would have became what it is that you're seeking. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what you're saying all the way around. Whether yeah, it's absolutely. marriage or friendship, relationship. That's or, so true. We have had a lot of that, you know, where people would be like, well, you don't do this and you don't do that. And we're just like, well, we're just two people, Yeah. you know. Um, How about you come and be the third chord? Yeah. You know? And, and why don't you, if you see this, if this is a vision that you have and if this is a desire and if God's placed it in your heart, why don't you step up and help us, you know, yeah. so that we can take care of that and maybe do that. But I think people expect and they think well you're the pastors you know mm-hmm. you should be doing mm-hmm. it there's a there's a guy in san francisco in pier 39 he's always there he has all these instruments on his body it's crazy to watch right he has a guitar um a harmonica, harmonica piano no you don't have a piano an accordion yes he has an accordion maybe too. i know Some he has drums. drums on his back mm-hmm. strings on his legs so if he kicks his legs if it makes certain drums sound, the snare, the kick, all kinds of instruments, you know, and and he everybody gathers around to hear this one man band, and sometimes, unfortunately, we treat our pastors like that guy. We're like, hey, let's gather around and watch him play everything, instead of stepping up and saying, Pastor, can I take that drum from you? Can I take that harmonica from you and help you? Can I do that? You know, can I do this? Can we become a band? Yeah. Instead, it's like, oh, let's let's see the one man band guy perform, and if he doesn't perform, uh, then we'll just go Here, somewhere else. The crazy thing. <laughs> I think we're have, going. I think we're derailing. Here. Yeah, but when you have a one man <laughs> band, it just it's out of out of harmony. The music mm-hmm. itself, because you can only yeah. you can only create such beautiful. You can't even create beautiful music with just a one man mm-hmm. band. But yeah. can you imagine if each one of those instruments yeah. are played separately? Yeah. But yeah. together, collectively, individually, but collectively. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how beautiful it would sound? And, it, and no, it is relevant because that's the thing. If we are all in one accord, yeah. if your family, those in your household are in one accord because of what they see, because of the example they see, they're able to come into one accord because this is what they know. This is what their life is. Do you know how harmonious things would be? Exactly. You know it's, how it would be it, so awesome. You know, watching that guy, it's interesting. It is. And it holds my attention for 10 minutes. But honestly, like you said. It makes me said, tired after. Hon- yeah, honestly, <laughs> it would be so wrong to say, dude, um, 
You were off beat. Yeah, or Aerosmith sounds better. Or I don't know what I don't know bands' names. I was I didn't really, you know. Or so and so that they're better. And he's like, seriously, like how can you compare me to them when I'm doing it all by myself? And that's how I feel when sometimes somebody doesn't help. I'm over here just venting now. But when somebody doesn't help in the church or house of rest or whatever, and they're like, well, over there does it better. I'm like, yeah, because I'm the one man band, you know. Yeah. And it's like. Well, I think the worst part is when yeah. somebody leaves or anything and they talk about how bad the one-man band was. Yeah, yeah, and, and it ain't right, you know. And it's like we're here as a church, even you guys that, that are always watching us, always watching us, you're helping us grow to be better, you know. And, you know, like um, like Carlos, Pastor Carlos said, he goes, man, I really like that video about yesterday's video because I think people want to hear that. See, that helps us. Yeah. To rise up to the occasion instead of, well, I, I don't, I kind of like the thumbs down guy because, you know, that it's not productive, but it keeps us balanced, you know, <laughs> but even he's, he's, he or she is doing their job yeah. because it, it keeps us balanced. But uh, this whole thing is talking about this cord being together, doing things together and staying strong, staying strong as a marriage Staying strong, you know, all the way around. As a community. As a community, as a church, as a fellowship. We stick together and nothing can break us when we're together, especially if Christ is in the very center and yeah. we're all wrapped around him. Amen. You know, yeah. and um, I don't know. I, I think we touched a whole lot of stuff on this yeah. on this video, but I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, 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 I'm good with it because I think that um, to be Holy Spirit led is is allowing the Holy Spirit just to speak because he is he he knows what he's doing cuz we don't know your situation but you know who does the Holy Ghost does Amen. the very spirit of God knows so even though it to us it might sound sporadic or random to the Lord he's like no no keep talking David keep talking sharing because he's hitting hearts he's hitting hearts Amen. you know Amen so um but yeah just uh two are better than one Amen Always. Yes. You know? And and you know what? There's nothing wrong either with um, analyzing your life. Like really sitting down and analyzing the things that are in your environment, making some changes. They, they call it spring cleaning, you know? Yeah. Spring cleaning or whatever you want to call it. But sometimes there's things that we just need to get rid of. Um, whether it be spiritually emotionally um whether it be literally physical things yeah. because things will hinder and it, it, it can become cluttered and disorganized and all of that in every way so there's nothing wrong with you sitting down analyzing putting a plan together and say okay lord where do i start what do i do what can i do to make things more efficient for me make things more efficient for my family so that it can release time, it can release um, grudges, it can release a lot yeah. of things so that we can come together as a family and grow together. Yeah. Because if you can't release, let go, clean out, or dump out, if you can't do any of that, then what you're doing is you're becoming a hoarder. Mm. And when you hoard stuff, you're going to bury yourself. 
Okay, because it's the truth. When you just start hoarding and hoarding and hoarding, you end up burying yourself and those that you love, and then you can't find yourself anymore. You can't even find the ones that you love. You can't even reach out to them. You can't do anything. Yeah. So why would you want to live in that dismay? Why would you want to live in that craziness? Don't. Make a decision. Sit down. Analyze your life. If you have to sit down, you know, there's times where me and David sit here with the boys, huh? And we have talks with them. We literally have talks like, listen, we need to be effective. We need to be efficient. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's get this done. Because if it's not done, then, you know, things are going to fall apart. If you're you're not being productive, you're holding us all back. Yes, exactly. And, And we don't want that. So... Coming together and and as a family, what that does, you come in one accord and you guys grow together and you guys are going to reap the rewards together and you're going to conquer things together. Do it together because Christ is the one that's really holding it all together. I want to say say this last thing. If, if, you know, and and, um, when you tear down your partner... In reality, what you're doing is tearing yourself down. Oh, yeah. Because if you're creating the weak link in your family, then that's going to affect you. Now, if you want to be stronger, the only way to do it is make your partner stronger. Yeah. Because if you are two, are stronger, or, or where two are better than one, what good is it if one of them is weak? And brittle, especially by your cause. Yeah. So if you want to better yourself, you better your partner. That's just the way it works. It it won't work counter to that. And nobody's perfect. You know, there's mistakes I've done. There's things I have done that doesn't do that. But it's does it, just because of that doesn't mean it's still not truth. And it still doesn't mean that it can't happen because yeah. you can change. You may not be able to change yesterday. And you may have, today may have already is passing by, but tomorrow you can change. You know, you can change what's going to take place in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Maybe not the last hour, but you can change the next hour, the next minute, the next second, and the future. Yeah. And so many guys, you know, we think like, oh, we're tough, we're strong, we're the front door, we're the front door, and nothing's going to get through. And let's say your wife is the back door. And it's just a, a you you you've broke her down so much. She's just a flimsy. Uh, what are those little doors that keep the flies out? What are they called? The fly swatter? No, the doors that are just oh, I don't like know. a screen door. Like a yeah, just a screen. So mesh. You, you've broken her down to the point where she's just a screen door, but you're the strong front door. Well, the enemy all he has got go, all he has to do is go around you and go through the back door. Yeah. So if you build her up. It becomes a strong back door yeah. and your strong front door or vice versa. She's a strong front door, vice versa. Regardless, what good is it building yourself up if the other doors in your house are weak? That only affects you. You know, you know, we want to have a strong foundation and a strong household. You know, you know, another thing that's another problem, too, though, and, and I see this a lot. I see where um, I remember that being a single mom. I was responsible for everything. I I always told myself the analogy was like, I'm tired of driving, man. Like, I want 
my husband, Lord, I was speaking that I'm going to have a husband. That's what I would say. And that he's just going to take over. And, and he's going to be a chauffeur. He's going to drive and he's going to be taking the wheel. And I don't mean it physically. I mean, in general, like he's just going to come in and be the protector, be the one to lead, to be the one to do all of that because I was getting tired. I was had been a single mom for so long. And I was just like, man, you know, I had been in one long relationship before. And it, and, and it just like, I, I didn't want that. I was like, Lord, I need you to take control and and find me a good husband that's going to take control and drive. And here's the problem. Sometimes when that finally happens, the women don't want to let go oh, yeah. of the steering wheel. That was a lot. They don't want to let go of the steering wheel. What they say goes. So now you break him. Um, what they say goes. They want to wear the pants in the house, you know. Well, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. And he needs to, you know what? No, you got to let that go. Because what you're doing is you're tearing him down. You're tearing the man down. And you know what? We're not created to tear down. We're created to lift up so that he can be stronger for your family, stronger for your children, stronger for you, because your children are going to move out one day. They're going to have wives. They're going to have all. Guess who's going to be left with him? You. All he inherited uh, was another mother when he should have inherited a wife. No, you inherited not a husband but a son no what what you're gonna have is you're gonna have a broken down judah you know (laughs) yeah that's what you're gonna have because that's what happened with judah he just broke down you know but what's her name talking about a biblical person yes you're like who's judah yeah read the story of tamar man it's crazy but it's it's the truth you know the man is so broken down to where he doesn't even have a voice in his home it's the woman that does all the driving. It's the woman that want, has all the bills. It's the woman that takes care of the money. It's the woman that does everything. And she's just like, no, this is mine. You know, I say what goes in And a in lot this of house. times he wants to step up, but it's never given to him. No, it's not. So. And ladies, I'll tell you this. Let go. Let go. Stop carrying everything. Let the man have a chance to become that man. And And you know what? Vice versa, if that's the case in certain situations. But when it comes to your household, let the man find his place and take his place. Let him have that. Okay. Simple as that. It's good. Yeah. You ready? You done? 48 minutes. Oh, my God. Again, we said we weren't going to do it this long. It's all your fault. Sorry, guys. All right, guys. Have a blessed day. Um and we'll see you on Sunday. Every Sunday morning, we do our live uh, 10 in the morning California time, our sermon. And uh, it's going to be really exciting because we're going into a series that we haven't even told nobody about. So, um, but yeah, God bless you guys. Thank bye. you so much. We love much. you guys. And uh, I don't know. Bye. Hasta luego. <laughs>